Earlier this autumn, as we were planning here at All Saints Church to host remembrance services, we recognised this strange year called for a fresh imagination of remembrance. Many complex feelings and memories would overlay the theme of remembrance as our country once again faces a national crisis, as many families grapple with loss and grief once again, as we acknowledge the simple heroism of those doing their duty and serving the needs of others in the face of risk, as tens of thousands of lives have been lost to the pandemic. In today's crisis, there are echoes of the crisis we faced in those national conflicts we recall today. And as we remember those who gave their lives then in duty and service to protect us, perhaps it gives us new understanding of their sacrifice and the loss. And so we conceived the idea of inviting local people to write poems to express in a creative and imaginative way those ideas and feelings. In this service, we share seven poems which reflect themes of remembrance. Some of them are directly about the wars, others pick up on the experience of this current crisis. There is a footnote of explanation attached to the poem entitled Martha and Incas. Martha, the last known living passenger pigeon, died in captivity on September the 14th, 1914. Incas, the last known living Carolina parakeet, died in captivity on February the 21st, 1918. Another poem, Seven Times Seven, has a title which, I suggest, may refer to a biblical saying about forgiveness. Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Or so I was told. Not a memory of mine, though I was there. One of a very ordinary little family group. Just mum, big sister, all of four years old, and we twins, barely seven months. And there it could have ended. But for the pity of one young man whom we would come to call the enemy. Halfway home from the beach, halfway across the bridge from east to west loo. He too on his way home, not from making sandcastles, but offloading his bombs on the target he'd been given. Were we to be part of the target? What did his orders say? He had us in his sights, so close my sister looked him in the eyes. Was it that which in the split second took his finger off the trigger? Now here I am alone to recall the memory which I don't have of something he didn't do. Did he get home too? What picture did his memory keep bringing back of that moment when he held our life in his hands and pity won the day?
Martha and Incas. Two birds died in Cincinnati Zoo, a pigeon and a parrot. A photograph exists in which they're lying, stuffed and rigid as a pair of rolled-up Panama hats not wanted on the voyage. The sleeker bird, a cousin of the morning dove, relict of flocks so populous they could advance for days on fronts a mile wide, darkening the sky, and dense enough that just to thrash the seething air would bag a brace, in death recalls the bearing of a lesser Habsburg duchess. While the other bird, the gaudy one, still shows the mannerist hues that moved James Audubon to cram the image seven times within the folio plate, where now we see the only parrot of the dandy eastern seaboard, as it might have been before the day in winter 1918, when in a Cincinnati cell the world, unnoticed and unnoticeably, became a little greyer. That in September 14, the pigeon also died there, was not coincidental in the main part. Pandemic Park In the park today, children were running everywhere without a care for their distance. Coloured bicycles left by the paths, pointed out, even more fun elsewhere. Parents were looking on, benevolently, indulging the spaces with chat. It was as if they had never emptied and no one was missing. Puppets. Reflections on World War One, by Mary Lockhead. My mouth is dry, my palms are sweaty. I am in a dream, a mere nightmare, but then I blink. My life slows and my pulse quickens. A memory of every soul I touched and talked to flashes in my mind, but then I blink. My friends, companions, comrades fall around me like puppets with their strings cut. Their last memories of this nightmare land where the air is damp and spikes grow out of the ground like a twisted crop, seared into my mind like a hot poker, but then I blink. I made it here at last, the land where men do not reach, the light mumbles, the noise ever present, like fireworks on New Year's Eve, but then I blink. Something moves, a shadow, a figure, a fear, a flicker of light, a prayer, but then I blink. The statistic. It shouldn't have happened. She'd done nothing wrong, except do her job conscientiously. The long hours were demanded, the tiredness accepted, no patient objected. The nation expected. Their worried eyes pleading behind plastic prisons, her heart and soul bleeding. No, it's just not enough. The double shifts madness. But it's only the tiredness. We must beat the virus. I'll be fine in a minute. The nation said thank you every Thursday at eight. 
but was it too late? No, I'm, I'm good, really. Her family said it shouldn't have happened. She'd done nothing wrong. Why wasn't she protected? Wasn't she important? The nation stopped clapping every Thursday at eight. But for the invisible nurse, it was simply too late. Seven times seven. Death is always a memory jogger. Whether you've had the close shave, are living with it in your body right now, or have felt the dark hole of the grave for someone else. The space vacated, the love lost, the place where she lingered, the memory of touch and smells, the life light fingered from your grasp. Did you appreciate autumnal colours, humour between friends, that lovers look across the room, designed to always mend your torn apart heart? The quality, the granularity, the texture, the kaleidoscope of joy and pain, the senses assaulted and overloaded, the precious tears, the long lost refrain from history's tunnel. Beware nostalgia's ditch. Falling, you recreate the past to compensate for random futures that didn't give what you asked, despite earnest petitions. The terraced houses sliding downhill, the Morris miners parked outside, the cycling gangs, the random door knocking, running to hide, quickly laughing, fearful. If I try hard, I recollect empty blue skies, a diabetic father fainting in a living room, welcoming grandmas with hazelnut brown eyes, melting buttered crumpets. The divorce at 14, the deaths at 24 and 28, the lives that flickered and then vanished, the questions, the places where you simply wait and ponder mortality. Will I be here next year, standing in the cold, staring at leaves falling with the weight of the world on their shoulders? The fear of regret, the damning of deceit, the door to the past bolted, the words you could not speak echoing in silence. There is a key, I used it once. Creaking locks cracked, light shone through. I offered my shameful past. You smiled, accepted it as truth. Seven times seven. Conversation with a ghost. Why the tears then? We never met. I know that. I can't explain, but you were my uncle before I was there to be your nephew. You started just a name, Joe, the big brother Dad adored but never talked about. Until you came to life, well, you know what I mean, when I read your thoughts on the eve of the Somme and beyond. 
You were glad you were hit and out of danger, or so you thought. Not even two years further on, and you're hit again. The fourth time, wasn't it? That's the one that sent you to the cemetery at Los, where I am standing now, reading your name, engraved on marble. And I just can't hold back those tears.